Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. To UCLA, 38-27. to I say falling. I should say got whipped, got flat out their butts kicked period there's no the lsu has no business losing to probably the fifth best team in the pac-12 the fifth best team not just losing to them losing to them by double digits in which they were favored by two and a half saying the lsu tigers were i mean this was a game that we were told is going to be a very motivated and fired up lsu team to represent the state because of Hurricane Ida and all the tri- uh, tribulations that the state went through during Hurricane Ida. They looked flat, uninspired, no energy. They look out. They looked outcoached, outplayed in every category. Coach Ed Ogeron is right. It starts with him. I mean, the fifth-best team in the, in the Pac-12, UCLA. LSU is 6-6 six and six since the national championship game, including the national championship game. They're 6-6. Six and six. 0-1 this year, 5-5 five and five last year, and then they won the national title. They went undefeated, and then since then, 500. Coach Ed Ogeron's seat is now lukewarm. If you're using a gas stove, you'd light it, turn it down to about a level 2 or 3, and kind of just cook some eggs on it. It's quickly going to heat up. And here's why this is a big deal. I heard others saying, well, there's a positive... I, Forget the positives right now. LSU went on the road, really had a home field advantage because there was more LSU fans than UCLA fans, and got waxed, flat-out waxed against a far inferior team. There was no adjustments, poor communication on defense. We see we saw that movie before last year. Guys running scot-free in the secondary. Linebackers unable to adjust. They rushed for three yards, LSU did in the first half. Three yards. They ended the game with 48 yards rushing. Woo! 45 in the second half. You can't win if you can't control the line of scrimmage. And there's no reason why LSU should not have dominated the UCLA in the trenches. They just should have. They're bigger, they're better. We can clearly see the offensive line is a 
going to be a trouble spot for the Tigers. Now, can they improve? Yes. Will they improve? Likely. But for right now, in week one, this leaves you leaves you zero margin for error if you're LSU. You still got Alabama. You got Auburn. Mississippi State on the road. Kentucky on the road. Home versus Florida. Texas A&M to end the season. I mean, this is the, a game like this is a layup. I don't care what they say. Oh, it's UCLA. It's, exactly. It is UCLA. Hardly the juggernaut. Hardly a team that's going to finish, I think, anywhere close to being in the top 10 or top 15. This is a team that was average. They're not very good. LSU couldn't tackle tonight. They were unimaginative in the running game. Running virtually the same plays, trying, trying to fit uh, a square peg in a round hole, forcing it. I think Jake Pete's got a big lesson in, in play calling tonight. The rhythm wasn't there. Max Johnson was getting to play late, late in the play clock sequence. Snapping a ball with two and three seconds, maybe even one second on the play clock. That's a rhythm that Jake Peets is going to have to learn and communicate better. It's his first time ever calling a game, ever. He was never a play caller in any stop before. They're they're, they're trying to make Joe Brady and you know, recreate Joe Brady and um, Joe Burrow. Doesn't look anything close to it. And Max Johnson, listen, this is his third start in his career. I'll give him I'll give him a, a little bit of a break. But you could see at times he was overwhelmed. And you know what? It's not his fault. It's the play caller's fault. There's no reason why Max Johnson in his third collegiate start should attempt 46 passes. 46. And it was 14 to 10 at halftime. It's not like they were getting blown out and they needed to eat up a bunch of yards. He had a good rating. 26 of 46, 330, three touchdowns, quarterback rating of 134. He threw an interception. But to have Max Johnson throw the ball 46 times, UCLA only threw it 16. Total yards, UCLA 475, LSU 378. They didn't even break the 400-yard threshold. And that defense, that's not, that's not the Baltimore Ravens, the Chicago Bears. Defense is not very good. UCLA threw for 260 yards. They rushed for 215 against the Tigers' defense that's supposed to be so deep along the defensive line. And this this uh, revamped defense, Jerron, uh, Coach Jerron, I mean, it looked like it was last year under Bo Pelini. Guys pointing. Hey, trying to communicate. One didn't hear the other. Guys running free. 215 yards on the ground. They just kept hammering LSU on the defensive left, offensive right. That's where they made their money. And LSU didn't tackle very well tonight. I mean, UCLA was 7 of 13 on third down, including one third and 14. Third and 14, you should never, as a defense, ever allow that to convert. Ever. It led to points. Average yards completion, listen to this. This is how big, this will tell you a lot about how many chunk plays LSU gave up. 
UCLA averaged 28.9 yards a completion. Chunk plays are 20 or more. They averaged a chunk play every time they threw, threw the football. And it was received. Listen, Coach O, the, the honeymoon is worn off. Bobby might, might, might not like hearing that, but that's the truth. 2019's national championship is a distant memory based on the last 11 games we've seen. 5-5 five and five last year, 0-1 this year. This is the difference between potentially being a double-digit win team or being 9-4. and four. And believe it or not, 10 regular season wins looks a lot better than 9. They got whipped in the trenches, offensively and defensively. They got outrushed by four times the amount that they put up. They went on the road. I, I guess I could maybe perhaps give them a pass to a degree when it comes to being evacuated, having to practice all week in Dallas, and then make the trip out to UCLA. Maybe they were slightly distracted, perhaps. But I don't, I don't buy into that a whole heck of a lot. They were away from all the madness. I know they were concerned about their families, understandably so. But I think that being away without those distractions that normally would pull at a college player, there weren't any because you weren't on your campus. You weren't off campus. You weren't hanging out perhaps with some buddies longer than you should have one night or getting pulled in different directions for tickets. There's no excuse for this loss at all. 38-27, to 27, you lose by 11 points to UCLA? And you think you're beating Alabama? Alabama throttled Miami earlier today. Just absolutely crushed them. And Miami's better than UCLA. Miami's better than UCLA. And you lose by 11 points to the Bruins? It's just unacceptable. It's not up to their standard. And I think their technique was poor. I'm putting this on the coaching staff, period. You got outcoached. You got outplayed. They executed better. LSU defensively, unimpressive. Offensively, overwhelmed. I mean, did you see Max Johnson scramble away from pressure and he had his back to the line of scrimmage and just heaved a ball with his left hand? It was like a no-look pass in basketball. That's a freak-out moment. That's a stage-is-too-big-for-me moment. And everybody was sitting there talking about how Max Johnson is going to beat Miles Brennan or would have beaten Miles Brennan in a quarterback competition. I'm not so sure about that. Because there were some things tonight. There were some things tonight that you could clearly tell Max Johnson had not seen before. Some of these exotic looks that UCLA was giving him. It, a lot of times it was, we're going to bring more than you can block. And then I'll give Jake Peets credit, the offensive coordinator for LSU. He scaled back the game plan a little bit, and the ball was out quicker. But he couldn't identify some of the free rushers. I think veteran quarter, a veteran quarterback like Miles Brennan might have been able to do that. He's seen a lot more than Max Johnson in just his third career start. Weigh in on our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text lines at 504-260-1870. Coach Ed Ogeron's seat, certainly heating up. Like I said, you're cooking with a gas stove, you light it, you turn it down a little bit to about two, just so you can scramble some eggs. 
it could rise quickly. If they're not a double-digit win team, given the the season they had a year ago, that's regression. That's a program that's on a decline, as as I would see it. Now, we're not there yet. One game doesn't make a season. But what you saw tonight gives you pause for concern, if nothing else. Mike on the North Shore. Go ahead, Mike. You're on WWL. Yeah, good uh, good night or good afternoon or whatever. I just, from what I could tell watching the game, UCLA came to play ball and LSU was trying to figure out how. It looked that way. That's for sure. It looked like they uh, they were ready. Uh, UCLA looked like they were tired of hearing about how good LSU was, how much better LSU was, how much yeah, better really. the SEC was. Yeah. But like you said, it is the first game of the season. You know, I mean – um, you know the jitters or whatever they may they may have maybe uh, out next week and get it. Uh, you're playing major college football at LSU. Jitters? I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not buying. It. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not letting them off. I'm not. I'm not letting them off the hook for jitters. Jitters don't miss tackles. Jitters don't miscommunicate. Jitters don't give up third and fourteens and give up 215 yards rushing. And a loss to UCLA, the fifth best team in the pack. Twelve. All right, we'll continue here with our purple and gold uh, point after. Also, our continuing coverage of Hurricane Ida. And welcome into continuous coverage of Hurricane Ida on Odyssey's family of radio stations, Louisiana's official emergency management station, WWLAMFM.com, and the Odyssey app. Also, on Magic 101.9, B97, and Bayou 95.7. I'm Christian Garrick. Sean Ross at Master Control, taking your calls on our Oakland Heart Jewelers, talking text, text lines as LSU lays an egg in the season opener. 38-27, to 27, they fall to the UCLA Bruins. 16th-ranked LSU, going to tumble in the next coaches, polls, and other rankings. UCLA, on the other hand, might slide a little bit up, but UCLA, again, I've said it three times already since we've been on the air. UCLA is probably the fifth best team in the Pac-12 conference. And they didn't just beat LSU. They kicked their ass. There's no other way to put it. When you when you give up 215 yards rushing, that's an ass whipping. It's a dominant butt kicking. LSU, they couldn't run the ball either. This offensive line that was loaded with so much experience didn't play very well. And now some of it's going to go fall on them because they didn't rush for over 50 yards. And Max Johnson was under constant duress. Well, At first, I was wondering what took Jake Pete so long to make an adjustment when they were bringing the house at Max Johnson and you couldn't block them all. And basically UCLA said, we don't think Max Johnson can recognize it and get the ball out in time. Because they were living by the blitz, UCLA was. They just flat out told LSU, nah, we don't think that Max Johnson can can pick up and identify enough blitzers to know exactly where to go with the football and really hurt us. UCLA also, when everybody in the stadium knew it, that they were going to run the football, was able to do it to close out the game. That's the stuff that aggravates LSU fans, and it should. 
losing to a team that you're way better than, and you lost to them by 11 points. And the national media is going to talk about how UCLA is now 2-0 and and haven't just beat LSU, how Chip Kelly's back, his program might be back at, L- at UCLA, back to the level of, the, of his days at Oregon. I'm not buying that yet. But I want to hear from the Tiger fans. How warm is the seat for Coach Ed Ogeron? 504-260-1870. They fall 38-27. to I'm not saying the seat is is red hot yet. It's not. And, again, this is one game. But it's on, like, level two. When you turn the stove on, you know, you got eight, six, five. You know, it's like two. You know, right when you when you want to cook soft scrambled eggs, that's about the level you cook it on. It just doesn't – they don't get over hard. They don't get – it's about a two, and you don't burn it. But I want to hear from you. How frustrated are you about LSU lost – their loss to UCLA, 38-27? to And what are you encouraged by with this LSU team? Listen, I I try to do this in college and and pro football. I don't rush to finite conclusions after week one. Just like next week when the Saints play the Packers. Whether they beat them by 30 or lose by 30 or lose by three or beat them by three, I'm not going to say they're going to the Super Bowl or, oh, they're picking number one in the draft next year. It's really a race to improve. And the good organizations, the good teams, the good coaches recognize that and get their players, their teams improved as the season goes on. How quickly does that improvement take place? It's another big question. They've got McNeese and Central Michigan the next two Saturdays, September 11th and September 18th. Then they're back in conference play. SEC play on the road at Mississippi State, home versus Auburn, at home versus or at Kentucky. Excuse me, home versus Florida, at Ole Miss, at Alabama, home versus Arkansas. They got ULM sprinkled in on November twentieth, and then they close out the regular season against Texas A and M. Texas A and M is going to have a really good football team this year. Alabama, we saw what they did to Miami today. Florida's always going to be tough. Kentucky's a team that can surprise you. Auburn's no walking apart. Neither is Mississippi State. So this loss puts you in a hole that's hard to overcome. It's one of those games. It's almost like you know, UCLA is not Troy, right? UCLA is more well-known, but it's almost like that kind of loss. And... It's just not up to LSU standards and hasn't been for the last 11 games. If you take away the national championship game, over the last 11 games, they're 5-6. and six. I don't cut them any slack for, oh, it's COVID year. <laughs> Every college football team dealt with COVID last year. Every one of them. At some point, you've got to start looking at Coach O's hires, who he's hired. Bo Pelini was a mistake. Matt Canada failed. Now, give him credit for hiring Joe Brady. All right, he was a big part of that national championship team. But you got to wonder how much longer these frustrating moments can continue, because five and six over eleven games is not an LSU standard. That's not good enough for the Tigers. It's not good enough for the fans. It's certainly not good enough for the players and the coaches. 
38 to 27, LSU falls to UCLA. And it, now one one of the positives I did like about tonight, it was great seeing the fans back in stadiums, packing college football stadiums all over the country today. That was a magnificent sight, a welcome sight. And man, that's when I felt like, all right, okay, there's some there's some hope here. You know, we've been beaten over the head with COVID, 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 and some, some even in in the, in the sports media, almost rooting for college football and the NFL to fail, to not have a season because of COVID. Even this time, even this year, I'm going back to last year too. Nonetheless, it was good to see fans though in stadiums, and the Rose Bowl had a ton of LSU fans, and the Tigers rewarded them with a big fat zero, a nothing. How do you not run the football against that front? You mean to tell me UCLA is that dominant that you can't move them off the football? Come on. 25 rushing attempts to 46 passing attempts. That's way too out of balance. Way too out of balance. Davis Price, 13 attempts, 30 yards. Average 2.3 yards. LSU, as a as an offense, averaged 1.9 yards per carry. Huh. 1.9 yards a carry. When you when you when you read that, 25 attempts. Let's go look at UCLA. They rushed for 215. They averaged 4.5 yards a carry. That's getting it done. Because you're you're you if you're averaging 4.5 yards a carry, you're not facing too many third downs, third and longs at least. They converted 7 of 13, the Bruins did, on third down. Why? Because they were rushing the ball for 4.5-yard average. So if you were facing a third down, it was a lot of third and twos, third and threes, third and one. Conversely, LSU LSU faced a lot of long third downs because they weren't running the football effectively, and particularly on first down. If I sound angry, I'm not angry. I'm just, I just think it's ridiculous. I just do. To lose to that team, there's no way. Even with you go on the road with your starting quarterback having three starts for his career, Miles Brennan, I think, just came back into the conversation when he returns. People were quick to say, oh, it's over now. Miles Brennan's probably never going to play at LSU again. I don't agree with that. Not after what I saw. From Max Johnson, I saw some good things, no doubt. I saw some good things, but I th- I saw some t- some moments where he was overwhelmed, physically and mentally. I'll give him credit. I'll give the young man credit. That's a tough dude, just like his old man. He took a beating tonight or last night. Now, he took a beating though, and kept him kept getting off the turf, going back out there, standing tall in the pocket, taking bigger hits. But I think that now, if you're LSU. You got to think. Well, when Miles is healthy, we might reopen this quarterback competition. At least as I see it, I think Miles has the experience that Max Johnson just simply doesn't have. Playing experience. First downs. LSU beat the Bruins twenty-seven to nineteen in first downs. Big deal, though. This is a, this is a stat you'll probably never see again. A rare. Time of possession for LSU. 30 minutes on the nose. UCLA, 30 minutes on the nose. I've never seen a football game where the time of possession was that even. Never. We're off to a great start, though. 
Hurricane Ida, LSU loses the opener. Man, not a great, not a great start to the fall as we get into it, or late summer, I should say. But Coach O, look, did the right thing after the game. He, he got to put it on me. I, you know, I got to get them better, and he does. And I think he will. But this is one of those games now where you could potentially be in position if you double-digit wins to play in a New Year's New Year's um, Day Bowl, a New Year's Six Bowl, or play in some, I don't know, GoDaddy.com, O.co, um, Papa John's Pizza Bowl. Um, the, I mean, just name it. It's not a New Year's Six Bowl. That's this. This is the kind of loss that could prevent you from doing that, and that eventually hurts recruiting. It just does. Look at the momentum that winning the national title did and flipping a lot of recruits LSU's way after the national title, in particular when they beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa. A lot of those kids flipped from Alabama and other places. Not all of them. By the way, something I was watching Alabama earlier today. It It's mind-boggling how, how good they are at not just getting athletes but athletes that look the same. What I mean by that is their quarterback now looks just like Tua. Built just like him. They've got running backs that look just like Derrick Henry. they got receivers that look just like Calvin Ridley, like Julio Jones, uh, Henry Ruggs. I mean, same physique, same kind of style, same body. It's like they, it's like Alabama has a factory. Okay, I need a D-line. Boom. They look the same. All right, give me a right tackle. Looks the same. Name it. If you took the jersey number off, I mean, if you took the nameplates off the jersey, it, it could be any one of their their legendary players that have played under Nick Saban. Any one of them at different positions. <laughs> it's amazing to me. I was watching today. I was like, "Is that? Did Julio Jones come back to college? Calvin Ridley come back to college? I mean, it, it's it's a one of, it's a one of a kind. I I know LSU won a national championship in 2019 and they beat Alabama, but as I see it right now. LSU's not nipping at the heels at Alabama consistently. They got them in 2019, but they're not closing the gap yet. As I see it, they haven't closed the gap to the point to where they can win 5 out of 10 against Alabama. At this rate, it might be 2 out of 10. And that's not where LSU should be. Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504 260 what were you encouraged by? By what would you? What were you encouraged by in tonight's loss, thirty-eight to twenty-seven? Christian, how could you be encouraged? Well, there are some, a couple of things that you saw that were that were pretty good. Keishon Boutte was an animal as a receiver. Nine receptions, one hundred and forty-eight yards, three touchdowns, a long of forty-five. He got targeted fourteen times, and Keishon Boutte really started to emerge towards the end of the year last year against Ole Miss, had 300-plus yards receiving. He's off to a great start. He's off to a great start. That's good for LSU's offense. That's a smidgen, a smidge of the positivity that I can take away from LSU's loss, 38-27 to in UCLA. Again, Max Johnson had his moments, too. Moments. He also had his moments where you go, I mean, I remember texting Bobby going, what was that? When he threw that ball behind him like that, I was like, what is that? That looked like me trying to play quarterback. 
Now, that's something I would do. Just, oh, okay, I'm going to chunk it. He chunked it in the air. It could have been, I mean, he put that ball at risk. It looked like he was trying to go around his back in basketballs if he were dribbling. Dribbling, not dribbling. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> anyway, and I was so geeked up about college football being back in particular, LSU, especially after the week we've had, right? And I couldn't be more disappointed. I could not be more disappointed. In particular, the way LSU played. And the other part of it is, and to the, deservedly so, Tulane should get a lot of pub. Man, they gave Oklahoma all they could handle. Every punch they could take. And Michael Pratt, the Tulane quarterback, that's another tough cat right there, man. That's a tough dude. But college football is always welcome. It's such a great time of year, opening weekend. And now, again, stadiums are packed. And then LSU lays an egg and just really disappoints. And we were, we're a region right now that's looking for anything to uplift our spirits. And this might have worsened our spirits, to be honest with you. I, it's, 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 it's disturbing. Six and six LSU is, including the national championship game over the last two years. Now going on year three. It's not encouraging. Okunar Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870. We'll step away and come back here on continuing coverage of Hurricane Ida slash Purple and Gold Point after Odyssey's family of radio stations, Louisiana's official emergency management station, WWL, AMFM.com, and the Odyssey app. Also, Magic 101.9. B97 and Bayou 95.7. Sean Ross at Master Control. You got a good sense of humor playing Eye of the Tiger. You got some nerve with this one after LSU falls 38 27 on the road to the UCLA Bruins. Again, middle of the pack team in the Pac 12. Just the truth. They just absolutely skunked your LSU Tigers. Looking around college football, final scoreboards. Ohio State, fourth-ranked Ohio State, taking care of business against Minnesota, 45-31. How about number 22, Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers, excuse me, 52-14, they beat Citadel. (laughs) Wow. That's a sneaky good program over there in Coastal Carolina. Watch out for them. They're going to look to get into a bigger conference, I'll bet you, soon. Utah. The 24th ranked Utes over Weber State, 40-17. to Arizona State, 25th ranked Arizona State. Pummels Southern Utah, 41-14. to 10th ranked North Carolina gets upset to Virginia Tech, 17-10. Virginia Tech, the Hokies taking down the Tar Heels. That's a top 10 upset now. That, that, that could be perhaps a bigger upset than... UCLA and LSU. Alabama throttles number 14 Miami. Of course, Alabama, the defending national champions and the top-ranked team in the country. Bryce Young went berserk, 27-38, 344, four touchdowns and a route over the U, Miami. Number two, Oklahoma survived the big scare from Tulane earlier today, 40-35. to You remember that game was moved to Oklahoma. It was supposed to be 
right here in New Orleans, but Hurricane Ida had something to say about that. Uh, Fifth-ranked Georgia in a slugfest over third-ranked Clemson, 10-3. to That's like 1980s scoreboard, 10-3. to ah, I mean, you never see that in college football. By the way, does LSU all of a sudden have a Pac-12 defense? Is that what we've turned into? Because the Pac-12 never plays defense, but neither does LSU lately. I'll get back to the scoreboard. Sixth-ranked Texas A&M crushes Kent State 41-10. to And uh, Iowa State, seventh-ranked Iowa State, plays a close one, wins in a close one over Northern Iowa, 16-10. to Eighth-ranked Cincinnati, 49-14 over Miami. Eleventh-ranked Oregon, a touchdown better than Fresno State, 31-24. to Penn State, 19th-ranked versus Wisconsin. They're 12th-ranked in the... Nittany Lions upset the Badgers 16-10. to Third-ranked Florida, 35-14 to over Florida Atlantic at the Swamp. USC, 30-7 to over San Jose State. The Trojans come in to week one, 15th, ranked 15th in the country. And, of course, number 16, previous now, number 16, LSU, loses to UCLA 38-27. to 17th-ranked Indiana. Gets upset by 18th-ranked Iowa, 34-6. to It wasn't even close. Two more finals. Uh, Louisiana, 23rd-ranked. The Raging Cajuns, Oof. not good at Texas. The Longhorns crushed the Cajuns, 38-18. to And Montana and Washington, 20th-ranked Washington. How about Montana beating Washington? Montana beating Washington, 13-7. So we've talked about a couple of the upsets. We've already, you know, Washington, um, obviously uh, Montana over Washington, uh, LSU falling to UCLA, um, Wisconsin getting upset by Penn State. That's not really that big of an upset. Um, but you get the point. The, those fan bases in Washington are probably freaking out too. But one season, one game doesn't make your season. It just doesn't. Every one of these teams that got upset this weekend, they're going to get better. They're going to improve. It's just a matter of how much improvement they make. Fred and Metairie on line one. Go ahead, Fred. You're on WWL. Um, hi, Christian. I have to agree with you with the defense. I think everybody was so stoked since a poor performance last year. They were they were ready to watch these guys really get after people. I read everything about how great they were deep. The defensive line was going to be the strength, and linebackers might be a little on the weak side, but they didn't show up. I mean, you're not going to win consistently with a defense like that, especially in the SEC. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Win consistently? You might not ever win if you got a defensive well, play like that. I'm, 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 I'm going to throw a shadow at them. I, I say they win six, seven games. Uh, with that outfit, yeah, they might get better, but you got to consider injuries come in and, and things like that, so – they, uh, you know, the people go out there. They're supporting the team, and and everybody has high hopes. I think people want to see the defense come back. You know, it's nice to score points. There's a standard at LSU, Fred. There's a standard yeah. at LSU, well, which you know they traditionally year in and year out, even during the Les Miles era, you knew that you weren't going to get uh, you know a, a big sexy offense that's going to score a bunch of points. Right. But you knew you knew LSU's defense was going to be ferocious, and you knew LSU's defense was going to keep you in the game. That's no longer yeah. the case. Yeah, I mean, they want to play the high-octane offense, which is great. Alabama's got that, but guess what? 
They have a defense to match. And that's anybody. They wanted to see that. I think they'd love to see LSU go back to the golden days where they had the defense. It might not be possible anymore because they keep trying, and now they're coming up short. And I don't know why. I don't know why. Well, I think, they bring in. I think the rules favor the offense a little bit more, but also yeah, I think yeah. that this um, this spread concept that everybody's yeah. going to, I think really stresses defense. Defenses. It really. It I mean, it makes yeah, it them. Does. It makes them. It makes them defend every blade of grass on the field. It just does. And, does. and I, yeah. I think that, you know, again, it, football has become an offensive game more so than, than we've seen in the past. Oh, yeah, well, the rules change everything without a doubt. But it, you just want to see the – I guess you want to see the aggression on defense, and you're not seeing it anymore. And, it, you know, they get a sack here. or but But it's just not that tenacious defense where you sit – and they know they can't run on you, so now they're going to start throwing. And then that's where you, you thats where you win because they're going to make a mistake sooner or later. You force a team to go 80 yards, they're going to make a mistake a lot. And that's what LSU used to do at its at its peak, and I just don't see it anymore. I, well, I just don't. Uh, I remember we'll, the golden see. years. Yeah, uh, we'll I'm, see if it, get, if it ever gets back to that. But, you know, Fred – it's really disturbing to lose that that football team, UCLA, thir- thirty-eight to twenty-seven by eleven points. You were favored by two and a half. That's like getting blown out. When you're favored on the road by three and a half, that's a pretty good sized loss. Yeah, in, in Vegas, it really is. People don't realize that maybe, but that's pretty embarrassing. I'm real embarrassed, and I, I didn't want to be, but but wow, that stunk. That it, really stunk. It was all. It was I don't not know how good. Cover this year. They'll try. They'll put on the good face, and the coaches will, you know, get after it. Go Tigers! But they they got to do way better than that. This is two straight years yeah. now where they've lost their yeah. opener, their season opener. Last oh, year, Mississippi State bad. throttled them. This year, UCLA oh, throttled. Jeez, that was an embarrassment last year. But that was just a window of what's coming. I'm afraid. So, well, yeah, I don't want to get too pessimistic, Fred. I don't want to get too. I don't want to get too well, down yet. I want, in particular, yeah, I think Coach O, because there was come. Hold on, Fred. Hold on, Fred. Hold on. There, there was some criticism on Twitter about this is the beginning of the end for Coach O at LSU. I don't know if I agree with that. Not right now. Well, you know, you have to look at every year he comes up with a top five class, top four class. This year was like top three almost. Next year's projection. Where are they? Are, are the talents just that far off? I don't understand. Help me out. It's just—it's not matching up with his draft classes in the top consistently top five, and no defense, shallow defense. Well, not a the, great... rec- the recruiting's supposed to be great. Well, where's it was great under Les Miles. The recruiting was still good under Les Miles, but there was no development of the talent. That was the biggest gripe with Les Miles: is that they got the talent, but they could never. Develop the talent. That's the difference between Clemson, LSU, Georgia, Florida. That was a difference. I'm not going to put that onus on Coach O and his staff just yet. But those those schools get the talent and they develop the talent. Les Miles could not develop the talent. He could get it here, but his staff couldn't develop it. I hope Coach O can continue to do the opposite and develop that talent. Otherwise, we're kind of spinning our wheels. LSU falls 38-27 to UCLA. It's the purple and gold point after slash aftermath of Hurricane Ida here on Odyssey's family of radio stations. 
Louisiana's official emergency management station, WWLAMFM.com and the Odyssey app, along with Bayou 95.7, Magic 101.9, and B97. The entire state didn't necessarily take it on the chin from Hurricane Ida, but the entire state took it on the chin for LSU with their loss to UCLA 38-27 in the Rose Bowl. And I, for the life of me, what I guess what bothers me is you didn't lose on a freak play, right? Okay, something, something happened, weird, strange. You got beat from the start. UCLA dictated the pace of this game from the very beginning. The tone of this game from the very beginning. They weren't just, oh, there's a fluke play here or there. They kicked the Tigers' tail up front, offensively and defensively. Didn't just like a little bit. LSU couldn't move the line of scrimmage offensively. And that should not happen. I don't care who LSU's playing. Unless you're playing Alabama, you should be able to run on every opponent you play. And you should be able to run on Alabama, too, if you're LSU. If your standard is what we think it is and what it should be, you fell short of that standard. I mean, the goal is, I think, for LSU certainly to win national titles, right? But being the college football playoffs every year, Clemson does it. Alabama does it. Ohio State does it. Why can't LSU? Okay, maybe you can't do it every year. Every other year, be in the college football playoffs. Win a national championship every four to five years. Why is that so unattainable? Alabama wins one every other year, at least, sometimes back-to-back. It's not asking too much in the landscape of college football. It's not like college baseball. But forget about national championships. Coach Ed Ogeron is now 0-2 in his last two season openers. And really looked sluggish in both openers. So that begs the question, what are you doing in, in the fall? What are you doing in the fall that might contribute to these slow starts? Started 0-1 last year. Started 0-1 this year. I was really taken aback by, I mean, I saw the pitch count, so to speak, going up for Max Johnson in terms of the passes he attempted, but when it all settled at 46 passing attempts, that's a sin. I hope Coach O is wearing out Jake Peets. How could you throw the ball that many times? You are down by 30 points, 21 points. It was 14 to 10 at halftime. But for Max Johnson, I'd be willing to bet if Max Johnson has 46 passing attempts, again this year it's a loss. And again, if it happens a third time, it's a loss. That's too much for a young, inexperienced quarterback. It just is. Help him out with the running game. Okay, maybe the offensive line wasn't winning the line of scrimmage. Still, stay committed to it so you can at least help him and prevent this onslaught of nonstop pressure that UCLA was bringing up until late in the game when they had a double-digit lead over LSU and they didn't want to give up a big play and bring a bunch of a bunch of free free runners at the quarterback. Is this Mick on line one? Mike on line one. Go ahead, Mike. You're on WWL. Hey, Christian. Hey, man. Um, man, I was I was looking forward to this game all week. 
like you said, it's been a heck of a week, and um, I, I just didn't have a good feeling about it. LSU opening up with UCLA, they, they should have opened up with a smaller school, just like UCLA opened up with a Y, just, just to kind of get in the rhythm of things, you know? I just didn't think it was a good idea from the start, but set that aside. LSU just, it it didn't seem like they were focused. And, you know, what was really disappointing was when they had a chance to win the game in the second half, it just seemed like, like those kids weren't conditioned to play football. It didn't seem like they were in good enough shape to go a 60 minute game. What did you think about that? I think that they're, them. I think that would be letting them off the hook. If you look at the numbers, yeah, I don't think conditioning had much to do with it. I mean, LSU practices in the heat. It's hotter down here than it is in LA. More humidity. Seven. I just counted. Seven of LSU's drives were six plays. Or, excuse me, seven plays or fewer. Seven plays or fewer. Now, one of them was a scoring drive. Pardon me. Two of more scoring drives. But they went six, three. They had a three-play drive, three and out. Six, five, three, four, three. <laughs> Way too much of that. No rhythm offensively. Like I mentioned earlier, Max Johnson looked out of sorts, but I also think that the offensive coordinator didn't help him get into a rhythm with a running game, but also I think the play sequence was coming in late. And that's a rhythm that's on a new play caller. That's on the new play caller and Jake Peets. I wonder if LSU on the Coach O is going to be constantly trying to catch Joe Brady 2.0. If he's constantly going to be looking for Joe Brady 2.0. Given the success he had. Look, I, I think that and I don't know about Jake Peach yet. He's never been a play caller until this year. And neither did Joe Burrow, uh, Joe Brady. People forget that. People forget that Joe Brady had not, had never called the game. However, he had something that Jake Peach didn't really have. And what that is, is a year plus watching Sean Payton prepare, prepare for games and call plays and install game plans. And Sean Payton's one of the best play callers breathing. You know, Sean McVay, obviously, Andy Reid, but Sean's up there. And I'm curious to see what lessons Jake Peets learns from this game. I, I, th- I thought, again, the plays seem to be coming in late, too late. And you can't get an offensive rhythm that way. You can't get into a groove. He wasn't in a groove as a play caller. Some of that was what UCLA was doing. Some of that was also... His inexperience. Our Quinhart Jewelers talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870. LSU falls to the UCLA Bruins 38-27. to The Tigers were favored by 2.5 in this game, and they lose by 11 on the road. And there was way too many, way too many miscommunications on defense, trying to pass guys off, guys running free through the secondary. I mean, that's the stuff we saw last year. 
So at some point, it, you got to go, was it Bo Pelini or was it the players? Or is it a mixture of both? Are they compl- too complicated this year? Some of these really bright coaches, I still think Bo Pelini's a bright coach, but some of, the, some of these great offensive and defensive minds can understand their system better than who they're trying to teach it to and how they're trying to teach it. And they think it's simple to them, but it's actually very complicated. So uh, I wonder if that's going on. Uh, look, there's no excuse for those those things. That happens in high school games. That happens early in the fall when you're base installing and you need you, you, you need to communicate better. But it shouldn't happen in an actual game for LSU. It's, it's frustrating to watch. It's frustrating to see. In particular, since that national championship game, LSU's been average, 500. That's 12 games now. That's a season's worth of games. They're 500. Is that a trend or is that an outlier? We'll find out. LSU's got a long way to go, though. <laughs> they've just been getting their schedule. And UCLA was an out-of-conference game that they expected to win this year. And they got beat. So now your margin for error is even thinner. This team, now again, they're going to improve. But this team, as it stands right now, they're not beating Alabama. They're not beating Florida. They're not beating Texas A&M. So that would put you with four losses. You're not winning double digits that way. And that's back-to-back years. Where you would have, you know, some disappointment. You'd have nine losses in two years, given the five and five finish last year, the potential that you could lose four games this year. That'll heat you up pretty quick. I do think that Coach Ogeron has a little bit of grace. If they have four losses this year, I think by next year he's on the hot seat, and it's not level two; it's level seven. Okay, that's the truth. I think you and I'll be okay with that if it plays out again. Though we're we're into week one, we're at week one here. We can have those conversations for a later date. This is uh, continuing coverage of Hurricane Ida on Odyssey's family of radio stations. Louisiana's official emergency management station, WWLAMFM.com, and the Odyssey app. Also on Magic one hundred one point nine, Bayou ninety five point seven, and B ninety seven. I want to know how committed uh, UCLA was to running the football on the LSU Tigers. 48 rushing attempts. LSU's lack of a commitment to a running game, 46 passing attempts. LSU loses 38-27 to UCLA. Start the season 0-1 for the second consecutive year. Guess how many times UCLA threw the ball? Hmm. 16. Nah, how about that? They just said, oh, uh, we can cram it down uh, LSU's throat on the ground. We'll do so. 215, thank you. 215 yards. I mean, that defense just looked where they're supposed to be the strongest up front, looked the weakest. I got a text here that said, the effort's not there. Did you see the many missed tackles, missed blocks? It's a culture, I think. What do you think? That one from a listener in Atlanta. I don't know about effort. Okay, no, you know what? I saw bits and pieces where you could question the effort. I think their technique was awful. 
not just not just um, in the run defense. I think running, trying to run the football, offensive lineman, the pad level way too high, defensive lineman getting getting sealed on the edge. It can't happen. It's because of technique. But I don't I don't know if I would put it quite as uh, effort. I think technique was poor. I think the desire to make tackles was not very high. Um, I mean, Derek Stingley Jr. They, they all had, they, you know, they all took part in this. Every player on that defense and every player on that offense is responsible for how they played. Nobody, aside from Keishon Boutte, nobody lit it up. Nobody. Not one. Nobody could say, oh, I did my part, and he didn't. No, they're all going to say, we all didn't do our, our part. Because they didn't. That's going to sound cliche on Monday, but it's the truth. LSU loses 38-27 on the road. I know Kevin Cassidy, our, our, our general manager and senior vice president of Odyssey New Orleans, is pretty pumped. He's a UCLA guy. He admitted it earlier on the air with me. It's okay. I won't hold it against him. But man, I'm gonna have to eat down. I'm gonna have to eat some trash talking coming from him. He's gonna be bragging about this one for a while. But you, you know, it's not. I don't write it up to. Oh well, they shouldn't play these um, tough teams in week one. UCLA's not that good. I mean, Alabama played a better team in, in Miami in week one of the opener. LSU played Miami a couple years ago in the opener. Prior to COVID, so I don't. I, I like it. Georgia played Clemson this year, ten three on a pick six. By the way, I like these big matchups. Week one, you let them off the hook too easy if you just suggest that you know they need more time to get into rhythm, or you know they start off with a couple of cream puffs, and then get into your good non conference games. Or um, no, I, I like going right at it. Now in college football, there's no preseason. I get it. I understand it. Hasn't hurt the product. I mean, there was no preseason in 2019 when LSU won the national title, right? No preseason last year, quote-unquote preseason. Quote-unquote last year when um, when Alabama won it. Your preseason are your scrimmages during fall camp. That's their preseason. And I'm wondering if they saw a lot more of what they saw today or was today an outlier? Yesterday, excuse me. Was it something that kind of just... Week one, they'll get through it, or is this going to be with them for the remainder of the season? And we don't know that yet until they get back on the field, really, in conference play. they got McNeese and Central Michigan. They're not going to be really tested against either one of those two teams. They'll find out when they go to Mississippi State, who embarrassed them last year in the opener. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out which one's worse. Yeah, last year was, was worse against Mississippi State because their, their quarterback was benched two weeks later by Mike Leach at Mississippi State. They got off to a, what, a 2-0 start. I think they lost four or five straight. Once they, once they took that nose, drive, nose dive, and he benched, uh, Mike Leach benched his quarterback who lit up the LSU Tigers in week one last year. Um, all right, that's pretty much a wrap for our continuing coverage of Hurricane Ida and the purple and gold point after. Just a reminder, Hurricane Ida left so many of us in greater New Orleans and southeast Louisiana hurting as power is strategically restored. We have hope, but many are suffering, some down uh, on their knees from total devastation, others from lack of power and extreme heat with no food, water, or ice. That's why 
WWL and Odyssey are partnering with Second Harvest Food Bank. They're going to help to get support to people who desperately need it. Every dollar you donate will help provide four disaster meals. So many need the help right now. And if you're in a position to help family, friends, and neighbors in Louisiana, please go to WWL.com or OdysseyCares.com now to donate. One dollar helps provide four disaster meals. I got $10 laying around. I mean, most of us do. It's a good cause. You never know. You might be in a position where you need it. All right, Sean, great job as always. I'm Christian Garrick, Semper Fi. I'm out. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 